Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Woo! The mic is on and we are ready to talk about the Bible. <laughs> It'd be wonderful. I could have had an outtake there. Had the mics actually been on. If only the mics had been on. And that's what so much of our audience thinks all the time. If only these mics were on all day long. <laughs> yeah. That's and that doing. is my fear. No, I we're really glad that you're here talking about Text Talk Friday edition, closing out our conversation on Acts chapter 26. Edwin, what is our text for today? We're going to read the last part of the chapter, starting in verse 24 all the way through verse 32. And I am reading again today from the English Standard Version. And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. For the king knows about these things, and to him I speak boldly. For I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice, for this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul said, Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. Then the king rose, and the governor, and Bernice, and those who were sitting with them. And when they had withdrawn, they said to one another, This man is doing nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. I've often looked at that. uh, He could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. And I thought, oh, Paul, why did you appeal to Caesar? These guys would have set you free. Because they weren't setting him free. No. I mean, Agrippa can say that all day long, but Festus was the one who was not setting Paul free. Yeah. (laughs) And Felix had not set before him for two years. Yeah. Yeah, There's there's, there's no going free. You know, he he didn't appeal to Paul for two years, and now some however long it's been. And he wasn't set free. Agrippa doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, (laughs) maybe on a couple of points as we discuss this. I will will start with this just by saying it wouldn't be a sermon in the book of Acts unless the preacher gets interrupted. (laughs) How did I know you were going to say that? You were big on audience participation back then, weren't they? (laughs) Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. So so now we get the peanut gallery, the heckling, uh, because, again, we're talking about, um, you know, resurrection, that the Christ is going to suffer, die, rise again. There's this message for the whole world, and he's going to be interrupted. Paul, much learning is making you mad. I'm not mad. What do you think about that? I'm not crazy. I'm not mad. I think it's interesting. He says, look, I'm saying rational things. And so many people today accuse the gospel of being irrational because, back to Monday, because it's about resurrection. Well, that's a, yeah, that's exactly right. And I ha- actually have got that one, that verse highlighted in my own Bible. I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak words of truth and reason. And we must never forget Christianity, of course, is truth, rational, reasonable, uh, because these things happened. It's not a, it's not some esoteric philosophy. It's all rooted in actual events. One of the things I really like about this is that he says, hey, Festus, I get it. You may not have heard about these things. I'm talking to a guy I know has. Yeah, again, some of that inside talk we mentioned. Agrippa's background is in Judaism. He does know the story. He does know about this God of Israel. And he knows about what's been going on in Palestine. You might be new to town, 
governor, but Agrippa's been around here. He knows these things have not been done in a corner. In a corner. And Agrippa doesn't deny it. Agrippa doesn't say, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> what? about. What? These things have never happened. Jesus, I haven't heard of Jesus. Miracles, resurrection, I don't know what you're talking about at all. It's it's actually reminiscent of uh, what? His grandfather, the one who was actually a participant in the trial of Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Who also had heard about John. Mm-hmm. We know how he'd heard about John. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know how he heard about John talking about the Baptist, because he killed him. Yeah. And then he wanted to speak to Jesus because he had heard such amazing things about Jesus. He thought maybe it was John resurrected Resurrected. from the dead. Yeah. Jesus was not John resurrected from the dead. He was not John reincarnated. Correct. But Jesus himself was going to be resurrected from the dead. And, of course, by this time in the text, has been resurrected from the dead. Agrippa's got family connections all through this story. I don't know what kind of stories grandpa and great-grandpa were passing on to their kids, but uh, the whole family has been... Well, the family's really dysfunctional, I will say. It it, it was pretty exciting that he lived to be a grandkid because, (laughs) boy, that here the great... He killed a bunch of his kids. Yeah. It's it's a dark family, very dark family. Very, very, very. I don't want to get sidetracked by that. Just just back to the point. He says, look, I know, Agrippa, you've heard about these things. And Agrippa doesn't deny it. I think that's very important. Paul is pointing out these things weren't done in a corner. I'm not making stuff up. So These are not secrets that I'm revealing. Can I just say to that that one of of the false teachings that really troubled the church in the second and third century and fourth century was Gnosticism and the idea that there is secret knowledge and just the in no. And that's not the way it was from the beginning. This is bold. This is public, not done in a corner. You've heard, you know, um, again, and, and it's it's kind of his same approach with, with the scriptures. The things that were written, because they are true, you can believe everything I tell you. It's not because there's been mistakes or problems along the way, and now there's some new insight knowledge, some insider knowledge. Not at all. This is public. This is coming to fruition what God said he would do. Bringing up the Gnosticism thing, it's also not mystical. Okay. I'm not, I'm not giving you a mystical thing. Yeah. People... People witnessed a resurrection, and the testimony of an actual resurrection has gone around in Jerusalem, and Agrippa knows about this. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not making up a myth. Correct. I'm not giving you mystical, mythical, esoteric, ethereal teaching that is just some spiritual message that's supposed to impact your life. I'm telling you about events, mm-hmm. events that have had witnesses, events mm-hmm. that have impacted, Yeah. and Agrippa knows about the impact. That's, that's right. why I'm talking to him boldly. What, what a powerful notion and apologetic that we see here from, from this. And again, Agrippa doesn't deny it. It is pretty wild when you think, here's the man in chains, been incarcerated for two years, speaking to kings and governors in a palace. Now, now if you're standing on the side of the room and you're looking at a disparity of power, okay, who's the haves? It's Agrippa and, 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 and Festus and the guys up in the chair. And who's the have not? It's this prisoner man in his chains and yet the prisoner man in his chains is doing his best to persuade this room come on my side come be with me this is where it's at Mm. 
powerful, powerful contrast. Okay, so I know I've got some things that I'm wanting to think about here, but I even notice you, you've got your finger in a passage there, so I want to hear what it, what is it that you're thinking about right now because well, I, I, I can tell that your mind hey, is going somewhere. Building on that thought of being unashamed. When Agrippa makes the statement, uh, you almost persuade me to be a Christian. And Paul's response, I would to God that not only you, but all who hear me today would become both and almost altogether such as I am, except for these chains. I do want you to be like me. I want you to come over. Not these chains. I don't wish chains on you, but I want you to be part of this. And I just, I see in that this unashamed, unabashed proclamation of the gospel that whatever it may cost, it is worth it. And it is uh, this this declaration of courage in the face of persecution that the Apostle Paul will repeat uh, to the minister Timothy. I'll just real quick read to you from 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. He says, For this reason I suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, for I know whom I believed, and I am persuaded he's able to keep what I've committed to him until that day. That the Apostle Paul, really from this time we're reading in Acts on out, I don't know how much he gets out of chains, frankly, perhaps for a while, but he ends up back in chains again. That's where his story on earth ends. He was never ashamed of it. He was still calling to people, come be where I am. Don't wish the chains on you. But I wish you'd be with me. I'm thinking about Ephesians. And in that letter to the Ephesians, in chapter 3, as he's writing to the Gentiles and talking to them about how you're a part of this family too, Ephesians chapter 3 is all about don't be ashamed. You don't be ashamed. And we might sit back and in our modern day, 2,000 years later, maybe not grasp exactly how important that is. Mm. But... Paul has just said in the first two chapters of Ephesians that, look, our king is above every other principality and power in the universe, not mm-hmm. only on earth, but even in the heavenly places. And mm-hmm. we who are with him are seated there with him. But I'm a prisoner. Mm-hmm. I am. You talked about the disparity of power. Yeah. It sure doesn't look like Paul is sitting above the principalities and powers. No, it looks it like he not. is sitting beneath them. Yeah. And so the the concept of shame is an important important point that Paul has to make and the concept of being unashamed is an important point that Paul has to make because naturally in that society just looking at where Paul is would cause folks to be ashamed look if this is where our leader has ended up if our leader our captain you will has ended up in jail what does that mean about the whole thing well, I mean, even to modernize what you're talking about, I mean, if you can picture Paul in an orange jumpsuit with leg shackles on, staying in a courtroom and talking to a judge. On C-SPAN. On C-SPAN. For and, the whole world to see. Yeah. And the message is, judge, why don't you come be with me? Yeah. I mean, I, I hate that you'd have to wear an orange jumpsuit. You might. But I'm telling you, come be with me. That, I mean, that that visually certainly communicates the disparity in power. And we might be ashamed that there's my leader. He's been taken captive and prisoner. He must have done something wrong. Otherwise, why would this happen yeah, to him? There, there's my preacher up there. And Paul is saying, I haven't done anything wrong. I've done everything right. I'm with the Lord. I'm with the king who is above all of these rulers and maintaining that faith, yeah. which really drives home to the one thing I wanted to make sure we get across on this is that Paul 
everything he did was about saving the souls of other people. He mm-hmm. said, here's what I want. And depending on the translation, Agrippa's words come off either sounding like one, boy, it won't take long, Paul, and you'll convert me. Mm. Uh, other translations sound like, Paul, do you really think that you'll convert me in such a short time? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, the way it's worded in the Greek, it's hard to say which direction Agrippa yeah. was going. That's somewhat an interpretive choice. But Paul's answer to either one of those statements, whichever it was, is, mm, well, short or long, I hope I get you here. Not, n- not the chains, right? but short or long, however long it takes me, I will talk to you as long as I have to talk to you because I want to get you where I am in Jesus Christ. Paul's goal was conversion. Paul's goal was not benevolence. Mm -hmm. Paul's goal was not healing. Mm -hmm. Paul's goal was not social justice. Paul's goal was, I want you in Christ. I want you forgiven. I want you saved. I want you heading for the resurrection of life by the power and the grace of Jesus Christ. I don't want you in chains. But hey, if being in chains is where we all end up, while we're on this path, that's okay. What I want most of all, whether today or tomorrow or next week, or if it takes me 10 years, I want you in Jesus Christ. Yeah. I want you persuaded. I want you persuaded by words of truth and reason. What are you learning about as you read the text? Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Also, remember, we've got Text Talk Season 2 going to be dropping in a couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about the Psalms, and we look forward to that, Text Talk Seasons 2. So you want to subscribe if you haven't, you want to share it. Uh, let's bow and have a word of prayer together. Our great God and Father, Lord, we thank you for your love, your goodness, your grace, that you've given us another day, a time to consider your word and to think about, again, the apostle Paul and his preaching to Agrippa. Father, my prayers, especially for those who, like Agrippa, maybe have come across this podcast, been reading the Bible, and they're curious, they're wondering, they're almost persuaded. Oh, Lord, might something be said or done to teach them, to encourage them to, to be persuaded by the truth, by the rationale, by the, be, by the gospel. Lord, that we might know it, obey it, live it, share it with others for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well.